This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 186. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. On bonus episode 186 we do one of those reviews of a brand new horror movie. This movie doesn't officially come out for another week I want to say. I think it's next week, next Friday. It finally makes its way to VOD. Um, HD streaming in the States. Now, I do not know when it's getting a UK release. I would assume it will be sometime this year. So this one's probably more pivoted to our American listeners. Uh, that being said, if you want to check out this non-spoiler review, it might interest you to check it when it finally makes its way to these them shores out there. But at the same time, you might want to go and completely cold turkey and not know anything about it. If that's the case, I do not begrudge you hit and stop on this podcast right now and uh, yeah come back and check it out when you've checked the movie if you're in the states though and you fancy something by director richard bates jr that's right the guy behind excision uh, suburban gothic and trash fire then i would suggest continuing on like i say this will be a non-spoiler review of the movie and uh, i will be very light on actual content details but will give you my opinion of what i think overall of the movie and some of the tones that it does actually hit so there we go that's what will be covered on this episode but before we get to that as always i like to update you as to what is happening under the stairs this is your third of four planned episodes this week it's been a very busy week and uh, we kicked off on monday with 1993 for the summer teapots top 10 90s series and then we uh we jumped into thursday everything was feeling oh so breezy on thursday when we dropped mixtape volume 2 obviously a little bonus review today and tomorrow we continue on with the arrow video assortment episode number two looking at terry gillingham's time bandits so yeah, that will wrap out this week. Next week, things are looking peachy. You will have three episodes dropping next week. On Monday, we'll kick it off with, once again, another Summer Teapot's Top 10 episode looking at 1994. And then we'll swing into Thursday with a special bonus review of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark Head of its proper UK release. And then on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday is Watch Me When I Kill, disc number 38 of the 88 Films Italian Collection series. So there you go. Lots of content coming your way. Right, I'm going to take a very short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for Tone Death, the new movie by Richard Bates Jr. When I come back, non-spoiler review right after this. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try... They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure-All, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. 
So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts... Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host cure what ails you. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. I've lived a good life. I've done it all except for one thing. I don't know how it feels to kill someone. It's an itch I never got around to scratching. You're firing me? Can you at least let me go at the end of the week? Come on, it's almost free lunch Friday. I deserve that meal. Please don't make me call security. I need to get out of the city for a bit. Consider this your eat, pray, love moment. Well, I hope you have a lovely stay. Don't hesitate to call me if you need anything. I'm just down the road. I'm gonna text you the address. If you call and I don't pick up. I'm being objectified and tortured by a hillbilly. I didn't really think this through. It just gets easier and easier. Man, it can only take so much before he cracks. Tomahawk? Textbook cultural appropriation, man. Jesus. And welcome back. So, let's do this, let's do this, let's do it. Um, we are going to be doing a review of Tone Deaf. You just heard the trailer for it. It's directed by Richard Bates Jr. Um, now, I got this as part of a screener, so as always, I'm going to have to do a little bit the notes sent through from the screener. So it advises that Sabian Films are releasing the movie Tone Deaf in theatres and on demand August 23rd, 2019. So that'll be next week, ladies and gents. Says Tone Deaf is written and directed by Richard Beach Jr. of Trash Fire and Suburban Gothic and stars Robert Patrick from Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Evanda Cruz of uh, Silicon Valley and Age of Adeline. Uh, Kim Delaney of Chicago Fire and NYPD Blue, Anna Lynn McCord of Fired Up 90210, and Keisha Castle Hughes of Game of Thrones and Whale Rider, Haley Marie Norman of I Am the Night and Lonely and Horny, and Ray Wise from Fresh of the Boat and Motherfucking Twin Peaks. Right, the motherfucking wasn't in that um, biog, but I've added it anyway. Uh, the synopsis that they have listed is, after losing her job and imploding her latest dysfunctional relationship, 
Um, Olive, played by Amanda Cruz, flees for the city for the weekend, escaping to the countryside for some peace and self-reflection. She rents an ornate country house from an eccentric widower named Harvey, played by Robert Patrick. Soon, two generations collide with terrifying results as Olive awakens Harvey's homicidal tendencies and is plunged into a blood-soaked fight for her life. More than your average slasher film, Tone Death provokes a dark critique of bizarre cultural and political climates that currently exist. So there you go. Um, that's the synopsis. Now, like I say, I'm doing non-spoiler for this review, specifically because I'm talking about it a week before it's released anywhere to see. So as a result of that, I don't want to piss in anyone's swimming pool of enjoyment here at all. I will preface this by saying I love Richard Bates Jr. Excision to me is like this really underappreciated, underseen masterclass in tension and trauma and an uncomfortable cinema cranked up to 11. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Um, he follows it up with Suburban Gothic, a movie which, if I'm honest, didn't really resonate with me. I reviewed it ages ago on the show and my biggest gripe was that it kind of felt like the Frighteners with really quirky humour but none of the charm of the Frighteners and whilst I found some of it worked really really well I found some of it really didn't work um, I think my end point was that had they adapted it and maybe made it in a TV series I could have seen myself following it but as it stood you know, it was it was kind of a misstep for me. He then returns with Trash Fire a couple of years ago, and Trash Fire was another home run for me. It kind of plays in the similar world of excision when it comes to tone and delivery. Deeply disturbing, deeply weird, and very, very uncomfortable to watch. And you find yourself kind of nervously laughing at it. We're now back with Tone Deaf, and Tone Deaf is more aligned with Suburban Gothic in that it is a comedy horror movie. Um, which is kind of dark, but maybe nowhere near as dark as something like Trash Fire or Excision. So at the moment it feels like he, he's releasing a really kind of dark, twisted, uncomfortable movie and then kind of purging his system with something a bit more comedic and we never know where the next movie might go. It might go back down the road of your Excisions and your Trash Fires or he might have found his little groove that he likes. The first thing I'll say about the movie in the positive category is the casting is on point here. Amanda Crewe and Robert Patrick are brilliant in this. Robert Patrick, I, I've never been the biggest Robert Patrick fan, but I like him in here. I think he's he plays this kind of level of kind of wacky sincerity in a way which I find is really, really interesting. The way they utilise him in the movie as well is really, really, really cool. So I, I like that bit of casting. Uh, Amanda Crewe is just brilliant, just hands down. She's the kind of leading lady that you want any awkward kind of horror comedy you feel sorry for her but at the same time you feel that a lot of what's happening is brought upon herself uh, she's from a very dysfunctional family and as a result of that that kind of dysfunction has really followed her all the way through kind of what she's doing in life and it's also the reason that things are maybe not necessarily working out for her the way that she feels the world should be working out for her through not only the relationship with her mother but like it says in the, the kind of synopsis there but specifically with the string of 
like wacky weird and pretty rank relationships that she's having with different people so you kind of smoosh these two people against each other um, and, and you've got a really good working relationship in terms of how the actors boost off each other I would never have put a movie with Robert Patrick and Amanda Crew side by side but surprisingly the kind of odd couple environment of the two really really works and uh, the movie itself is kind of this weird social commentary on how the baby boomers kind of view the millennial class um, and also how millennials kind of really blame the state of the world on their parents and their grandparents and it's weird like both sides have a claim to this which I think the movie is actually really quite good at putting out it's very easy if you're an old person to dismiss that the world is going to hell because look at all the shit the millennials are doing you know they're not out there working a job like I used to work a job and and all the rest and you hear these complaints regardless of which country you live in these complaints are very prevalent in the UK as well as in the US but we have this well so if you look at the millennials they're saying well you know I can't buy a house because all the good housing was bought up for cheap by like my parents my grandparents I can't get in the property ladder and the jobs we're working at are, are not jobs for life anymore you guys stole and ruined all those and um, we can't even invest money in banks anymore because you've crippled the fucking system you evil old fucks so there's that kind of um, duplicity in terms of how and also juxtaposition on how these two uh, generational divides are kind of crashing together in this one interestingly enough that's kind of the the comedy of this at its core this is a slasher movie and while the kind of death count is not necessarily high it does not spare the rod at all in terms of the violence that it does kind of lay out it, it, it does get surprisingly violent and when it does it reminds you that you're watching a kind of darker horror movie um, there's some dream sequences as well which remind you of that the reason I say that is because when you strip that out here this is more akin to a comedy than it is anything to do with horror and it's why I said comedy horror at the start and not horror comedy I think this movie leans more into the comedy aspects than it does the horror the horror in this movie is the violence is the nightmares is the killing but those are so um not prevalent you know they're not at the forefront of what you're actually watching that this movie for all intents and purposes really is a dark comedy which I'm cool with I'm happy with that I think it does that aspect surprisingly well that being said uh, the last kind of big thing I will put in its favour is Ricky Bates Jr. really has a, a, a gift at picking kind of quirky soundtracks these movies some of the songs are very very funny and the cinematography I really like I've liked in all of his movies and Tone Deaf is none you know it's no exception to that I think he works with a very tight crew and as a result of that you get this very taut singular vision that runs through the movies he makes and it's very much on display in Tone Deaf to the negatives I think at times this movie is, thinks is a bit cleverer than it actually is um, and I thought Suburban Gothic was interestingly enough in a similar kind of world in that the kind of millennial jokes at times feel a bit contrite they feel a bit um, cliche 
in a way where I'm like that, you know, I've seen other movies do this just as good, if not better. Uh, bring something new to the table because that's your thing. You do uncomfortable cinema. You do, like, this ability to smoosh weird tension and humour and, and make us laugh at things we shouldn't laugh at. That's what Beach Jr. is great at doing. And in this movie, I felt that a lot of the gags are just a bit straightforward. And as a result, maybe not with the punch that I expect from him as a filmmaker so that's a kind of negative on this side I also think at times some of the if, if you know some of the jokes against the millennial and the, the baby boomers things are a bit you know cliche I also think at times the movie really lounges back and relaxes a bit too much where I think the pace should be constantly ramping up in this sort of movie I think at times just takes its foot off the accelerator. Not in a way which I think is demeaning to the overall effect of the movie, it's still a really short movie, it's just over an hour and 20 minutes long, but I feel that at a certain point when this movie gives you the reveal and gives you what it's doing, the foot needs to go down fully and we need to be full speed right to the end of the movie and I think at times it still relaxes off. Uh, a couple of dream sequence sequences may be too long um, and that's a bit of a shame. That's my only real gripes here. I think the pacing towards the end of the movie could be a bit more tight. And I think that some of the jokes are lazy. That is it. Out with that. Like I say, great practical effects. Um, really cool use of the dream sequences that I did like. Great casting. Great soundtrack. And a fun movie. You know, surprisingly fun. I watched it twice. My first viewing of the movie, I was like that. This is a three and a half star movie. And then I watched it two days later and I was like, no, this is actually a four star movie. I really like this one. And I hope that you go and check it out as well. That's all I've got to say in the non-spoiler camp. I imagine that if it does make my top 20, and to be honest, it might not. But if it does teeter in there, I will probably revisit with a bit more bit more information, a bit more explanation as to my thoughts on it and an end of year episode somewhere down the line. But there you go, Tone Deaf. It will be released for you to check out, ladies and gents, on the 23rd of August in the States, on demand and in select theatres. Check it out. It gets four out of five from the podcast Under the Stairs. Right, I'm going to take my final break just now. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 186, where we did a little bonus episode review, non-spoiler, for the brand new horror comedy release, or comedy horror, which is more in the way I think of it, Tone Deaf, which will be available in the States on demand and in select theatres on the 23rd of August through Sabian Films. There you go. There you go. I gave it four out of five for that movie. There's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. As always, I say, come across and check us out on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the feed and leave us a rating and a review. It's the best way to support us on that platform. You can also check us out on Stitcher Smart Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play, TuneIn and Spotify. You can come across and check out our website, tpuzzcast.com and if you want to buy posters or pins and support what we do under the stairs by throwing some cash and getting some merch, it's tpuzzcast.bigcartel.com. 
you can interact with us on Facebook in two different places. If you want to join the group page, chat to other listeners of the show, chat about horror and all manner of other things, that's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash cast. If you're only interested as when the shows drop, occasionally check out a live stream or a Thursday Thursday, then ladies and gents, it can be any easier. It's facebook.com forward slash cast. You can chat to me and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at TeaputsCast and I can't implore you enough, come across and check out the Flick Chat app. You can download it through iOS and Android. It is a social media specifically set up for podcasts and listeners. Uh, it's message board style, it is free. You can download it, click that plus button and type in the podcast under the stairs, all one word lowercase, and come across and join the group. Please, please do it. If you've got a mobile phone, there is a Q code um, on the website for this episode. So the website link will be in the description. Come across and scan it with your phone and that will take you to our page through the app. We are currently sitting about 70 members and whatever we discuss on this show gets carried over as soon as these shows drop right on the Flick Chat app. So don't be a stranger. Like I say, a lot of us over there now wanting to get those numbers up over 100 and then in time, I can see us pretty much running most of the social media from the app. I kind of fucking love it. The podcast under the stairs will return to you, dear, dear listeners, in a day when we return to do the Arrow Video Assortment, episode number two. We're looking at Terry Gilliam's Time Bandits. But until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from Under the Stairs and I am signing off. On the lawn, see such might touch all Mr. Clutch hold the Dutch with a bunch of weed. Never have enough. Hold steady for the lyrical medley with deadly with rhymes. And now for better go order on one at a time. Should we break it up? Pump up the truth while you're tearing it. Looking at the youth, what you gonna do? The hearing it. Don't hate your fate, still in the air. Looking at you made me twist you up. You're all cooking out. Take a step back, sucker. You get spit on. Payback coming from all of those you shit on. What you gonna do? Time running now to 
can't hide from the gag Click and punk, hit the floor Time to even the score People will be hearing about The way I'm roaring folklore Cause MC's amazing We get number rip from the room up with me That's when I come I got the need Say what, what? You want something to pump up Jump up Just like a record I cut up Try to nut up Think it's funny I wrap your ass up Like a mummy with rhymes Suckers they run from me Wanna get away Hope that's a better way You heard? Tell me the word The kill's coming with poison Burns and both camps Suckers be leaving out on the slab Show me what you wanna do Guess what I see you, what you wanna do? I got bad